0: and we are in the city of Rome, okay? Imagine that a few of us, I am your tour guide, and we go back in time to the city of Rome in the year 82. I hope you guys just appreciate the font that I, I downloaded the font style of Back to the Future. So this was part of my sermon prepping. I hope you just appreciate that. I just want to point that out. The year is eighty-two eighty, in the city of Rome, and the emperor of the time is Emperor Domitian. And we get there, we get to the city of Rome and, you know, you, you know, as a group, we're walking, we get there, and we're passing by the Colosseum, and everyone's in a really good mood. They just celebrate 100 days of games in the Colosseum. Everyone is, is, is ecstatic. There's a huge party that the emperor has invited everyone to, and so we were on our way there. And, you know, we kind of like all stick out, because obviously we're from the year 2019. Well... Uh, you probably stick out. I probably look pretty similar to many of the people there wearing something like this. So we get there and everyone's kind of like staring at us and they invite us over to the party and there's all these exotic fruits and meats and, and just wine galore and just tons of different things. But you cannot drink water there because probably the water of that time will probably kill you. So your only option is basically wine. So we get to the party and everyone's kind of staring at us and the emperor sees us in the, in the back of the party and the emperor says, come here. I want to... to, 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 to 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 ask you a few questions. But on our way to the party, I forgot to mention this, on our way to the party, we pass by this arch. This arch was built by Emperor Domitian's brother named Emperor Titus. And this arch is there to symbolize a victory, the victory of the Roman empire killing uh, the Jews, vast majority of the Jews of the city. So they came to celebrate that by building this huge arch in the middle of the city of Rome. I continue. We get to the party, and the, the emperor says, "You know, I, you know, I want to come and talk. You know, I have a couple questions for you. You guys look like you're not from here." But he's speaking Latin, and none of from our group. Anybody here know, know how to speak Latin? No? Okay. So a good thing is that I I have bought these Google um, Pixel Buds that do translate. I don't know if this really works, but I saw this uh, like on a on a tech website that you put them in, and it and it translates for you on the spot. So it's pretty cool. Um, so. Again, this is not sponsored by Google, but I just thought this was, this was cool. So I had these pixel buds, and the emperor asks me a very important question. Emperor Domitian asks, Give me a report of how glorious and how powerful the Roman Empire is in the 21st century. And you, are you're, you're standing next to me, and you hear Emperor Domitian ask me that question. And you're like, man... We're about to be in the Colosseum being, you know, we're about to die because, I'm about, because you know that I'm about to tell him the truth of where the, where the, the state of the Roman Empire in the year 2019. And I tell him, well, Emperor, you know, I, I have to be a little bit honest with you and I have to take a little step back. The Jews that you have persecuted, their God ended up overcoming death and he created an unbelievable movement their god had a son named Jesus of Nazareth. And this rabbi from Judaism, from the people that you persecuted, began a movement that rocked the entire world. And the emperor is giving me this look like he's trying to grasp what I'm saying. And I tell him, well, in the year 2019, there are no Roman gods. And in the year 2019, it's the movement of this Jewish man that completely rocked, world history. And Roman gods are no gods at all. And Emperor Domitian looks at me and says, Father Nathaniel, how in the world can this be? How can you say that the Roman Empire is non-existent and then the God of the Jews overcame death and began a movement that changed world history, that overpowered the Roman Empire? And I tell him, well, Emperor I have to kind of go back in time to give you a little bit of the context. During the reign of Tiberius Caesar, and you know him, during the reign of Tiberius Caesar, I'm, I'm talking now to the Emperor Domitian, during the reign of Tiberius Caesar, there was a, a man, it kind of looked a little bit funny, but his name was John. And he was known that during that time as being the forerunner or being called the Baptist because he was preparing people, he was preparing the Jewish people, he was preparing people of, of, of Israel to prepare them for God coming as man and is preparing them to receive Jesus, this rabbi, who we know as being the Son of God. And Jesus came along, and he began this entire movement. He came as a Jewish man, but he came to, to establish an entire movement in Perdomitian. And everyone was so appealed to him. People were kind of curious and saying, what, who is he? Because he didn't fit the cultural norm. Because people who were nothing like him, liked him. And he appealed to everyone. And he never stuck with one type of group of people. He never stuck with one demographic of people. But he was always appealed. And so many people with so many different backgrounds and ages and races were coming to him. There was something so appealing about this man, this rabbi named Jesus. He was very interesting, Emperor Domitian. And he began a movement. And on his last night on earth, he established something. He took the Jewish feast of Passover. And he told his followers that I desire for you to abide in me and I desire to abide in you. And then this bread and this wine in a mystical way is me. And he invited his followers to abide in him. And this began of movement. And from those, from those early followers, they all went to divide and conquer and went to go spread the news and the light of who Jesus is. And one of those men was, 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 was Sam Mark. And he was, he was a, a, a man from Syria that, that was assigned to go and bring the news of who Jesus is to the land of Egypt. And that church eventually began to migrate in different areas. And this is, Emperor Domitian, why I'm a priest in the Coptic Orthodox Church. And then I tell him, Emperor Domitian, you, you kind of, you're aware of this movement. Because all around your city of Rome, there are small pockets of, 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 little, of Christians, of people that are following Jesus of Nazareth, following this Jewish man. They're, they're all around the city, and they're meeting probably in secret places. They're probably meeting in hotel ballrooms in the city of Rome right now, and they're coming together to break bread, and they're coming to celebrate the Eucharist. So you're kind of aware of this, but I'm wanting to explain to you what has occurred from just, just a couple of decades ago, I'm talking to him in the year 82. I'm just explaining to Emperor Domitian what has occurred a couple of decades ago and where it is in the year 2019. And I hate to break it to you, Emperor Domitian, that the Colosseum, now that's a sign of strength and the power of Rome, that you guys just celebrated 100 days of games, eventually there will be a huge cross to hang over the Colosseum. But but it won't be a sign of of death and defeat anymore. In reality, Emperor Domitian, this sign, the cross, will be a sign of victory and freedom and life because this Jewish man, the the, the man of, of, of the Jews, Jesus of Nazareth, is the divine. He is God. And now he has overcome death through the cross. And now this sign of the cross is a sign of life and freedom. And you're aware of this, Emperor Domitian, and we probably have heard this, maybe historians have told you. Not that long ago, there was an early Christian follower, just a few years ago, name of Ignatius. His name was, was, was Ignatius from Antioch. And he was actually, he died in your Colosseum, Emperor Domitian. He died in your Colosseum. And he wrote many great things about early Christianity. Here are many things about the structure of how the church should be organized. He described things about what are the sacraments and how they are the foundation of the church. He described the role of the architecture of the church of understanding there being bishops and priests and deacons. And he was one of the people who died in your Colosseum, Emperor Domitian. Then Emperor Domitian says, wait, time out, Father Nate, time out, time out. You're telling me that a Jewish man who just lived 50 years ago. My people killed him. And the Jewish people killed him. And because of his death, he overcame death, and he established a movement that rocked world history, that he was executed but overcame death. And because of him, the entire world has changed in the year 2019? I say, yeah. And you're kind of all scared now. You're listening to me as I'm presenting all this. You're scared because you know we're about to die. And all, the, and all the bodyguards of Emperor Domitian are ready to take out their knife and they're ready to come and just slaughter us right on the spot because of the insult we're saying about the Roman Empire to Emperor Domitian. And I tell them, well, Emperor Domitian, I hate to break it to you too. All the great emperors that have come before you and even the ones that will come after you, I hate to say, it, but you're not gonna live forever. The people that are ever gonna come before you. In history, only just a few sins will be said about them. But actually there will be one emperor in Bert domitian that maybe more will be said about and his name is caesar augustus and actually he will only be a footnote into the into the history into the into the historical record of who jesus of nazareth is he will only be a footnote at this point there is dead silence in the party like, talk about being a party pooper, I man. I completely killed the party of just hitting him with reality, giving him the state of the Roman Empire in the year 2019. Let's take a step back. The people of Israel in, in, the, in the first century, right before Jesus came into the scene, were being misled by the religious leaders and were being overtaxed by the Roman Empire. Being misled by religious leaders and being overtaxed by the Roman Empire. But Jesus, taking people who were curious of him, gathered his followers around him. And on a hot, sunny day, in a city called Caesarea Philippi, Jesus told them this, I will build my ecclesia." And why I'm putting the Greek word. Many of us, we read in our translation, we read church. But actually the word church was not used for, until the year 380. Why i'm putting the word ecclesia? jesus is telling his followers i will build a movement i will build a body i will build a group of people looking for something so much more in this world i am going to build a movement that will bring light to those who have no light i will build i will establish a movement that will bring healing to those who are in need of healing i will establish my church and this movement that i'm going to establish this ekklesia the gates of Hades cannot even overcome it himself. this movement that I will establish. No one will be able to even overcome it, including the gates of hell themselves. Then Jesus tells his disciples, "My followers, my disciples, you are the salt of the earth." And the disciples, when they're hearing Jesus tell, Jesus is telling them, "You are the salt of the earth." They're like, "Where are the salt of the earth?" Man, the Roman Empire." is the salt of the earth. We're just, we're just some peasants. We're just, some, just some, some poor Jewish men that are looking for something more, and we ended up following you, Rabbi. But we're nothing. Roman Empire is the salt of the earth. Jesus tells us, but if the salt loses its flavor, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. By men. Jesus is empowering them, saying, You are called for something so much more. You are called to bring seasoning to this world. You are called to bring life to this world. And Jesus continues with another imagery to make it clear to empower them. But it's not the Roman Empire. Jesus tells them, You are the light of the world. And they're probably thinking in their head, Man, we're not the light of the world. The emperor is the light of the world. We're just following you because we're pretty popular and things are going pretty well and we're looking for something more and we kind of think you're the divine. But we're kind of. Still trying to absorb all of it, of who you are. But the Roman Empire is the light of the world. Jesus tells me, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. You are called to bring light to those around you. In the same way, let your light shine before men, that they may, that they may see your good deeds and glory your Father who is in heaven. Jesus took a group of ordinary men and empowered them. Jesus took you ordinary. He took me ordinary and says, you are called for something so much more. Jesus began to rock the world with just 12 ordinary guys and took them and empowered them and convicted them and sent them out to bring the light to the world. Do you think they understood everything that they were doing? No, but they knew they were living for something so much bigger than themselves. They understood, yeah, I am the soul of the earth. Yes, I am the light of the world. As long as I continue to tap myself into that divine reality, this is where I can change my life. Those around me and even people that will come after me if I continue to remind myself and have full clarity of that reality. It's hard for us to embrace. Emperor Domitian could not embrace that reality in the year 87 AD because what he thought was, was unstoppable ended up becoming nothing because he could not embrace this reality. 2,000 years ago, there was a mystical union between divinity and humanity to the point that people could not even fathom, that the the reality could be embodied, one person could embody humanity and divinity into one. This man began to empower others. And just 50 years ago, the movement, the ecclesia that Jesus began, empowered other disciples. And one of the disciples was St. Mark, a Syrian man, an immigrant, coming to Egypt to empower those first century people to become followers of christ and they began to rock the world and then just 50 years ago that original church from egypt migrated to america and one year ago that same church established here as saint mark church my simple my message is simple we are called to rock the world the same way those 12 ordinary men did that you are called to something so much more. I'm called to something so much more, more. We're not just part of a church. We're part of a movement. We're part of the ecclesé. We're a part of the body, the eternal body of Jesus, the Son of God. And we're called to change our, our, our friendships, our world, your, your, your work situation, our marriages. Everything changes because of who Jesus is and what he did. That he wasn't just an ordinary man, but he predicted his own death, overcame death, and rocked the world. The the most powerful emperor, most powerful empire could not fathom that. And that changed world history. There's something that seemed ordinary. God changed into something extraordinary. And this is our goal as the body of Christ.